Hello and welcome to Stuck in the 90s. We are your weekly nostalgia podcast dedicated to chronicling the years 1990 through 1990-something. We are your hosts. My name is Chris Alvick. And I'm Connor Thompson. This week, March Dino Madness is a thing that we've realized is definitely going to stretch into April. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably like halfway through, but I think we're okay with that because, you know, what's better than pitting the best of the best of the best of the 90s dinosaurs against each other with honors? And speaking of Men in Black references, we have a bit of news on that later, uh, which I forgot to write anything about, but just remind me when we when we scroll by that section. 50-50. Uh, we tend to look through Wikipedia a lot for information that we use on the podcast. There are troves of info about the 90s. Sometimes we verify the information, sometimes we choose to believe what's shown to us, sometimes we want to believe, and sometimes there are things that clearly don't seem right. So, uh, somehow I was on the Wikipedia page for the city of Franklin, Tennessee, where it states the popular game Farmville created by, how do you pronounce this? Zynga? Zynga, I think. Zynga in 2009 was based on Franklin's eco-friendly agricultural landscape. That's, that cannot be true. This week, we're going to talk about an indie movie. The 90s aren't exactly a time where you think of independent movies. Uh, The decade was driven by major studio blockbusters like Jurassic Park, Independence Day, Titanic, and the like. Yeah, we'll be talking about a film that was rejected by every major studio, a movie that fought tooth and nail by those who believed in it in order to get it made, and it went on to gross over $200 million worldwide, becoming the highest-grossing independent film of all time, at the time. It went on to become ingrained in pop culture, spawned several sequels, one of which one of which had a hit rap song. This week we're going to talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the movie. But oh, man. Uh, more on that in a bit. Let's let's get into our sponsor. This week we are back to our comfort zone with a sponsor that may or may not be real. Uh, as this week Stuck in the 90s is brought to you by winners who don't use drugs. That's right. This is the iconic anti-drug slogan that was included on our all arcade games imported into the uh, U.S. and Canada and maybe even Mexico. I don't know. For 11 years, stretching from 1989 to 2000, basically all of the 90s with a buffer year on either end of that, which is kind of beautiful, don't you think? Now, what do you feel about winners and drugs? I think some of them do drugs. Some winners do drugs, and I feel like we find out about that. Sometimes it's in the Olympic Games. Sometimes it's in the Tour de France. Sometimes it's, I don't know, done in baseball. I think you have to do drugs if you play football. Yeah, pretty much. I think it's a requirement. Yeah. Like, you sign a piece of paper saying, well, I'm not going to do drugs. Wink. But then you definitely do a lot of drugs. It's like like don't ask, don't tell, which Mm. is a thing from the 90s. Oh, tying it back. Yeah. Don't shoot up. Don't... uh... I don't know, don't fumble the ball? Let's leave that on that note. All right. Don't thank fumble you. the ball. Yeah. Thank you, winners, for never, ever, ever doing drugs. So true. Let's get into our 90s spotlight. In 1986, George Lucas produced the first live-action theatrical-released feature film to be adapted from a Marvel comic book. And we are talking, of course, of course, about Howard the Duck. The film was admittedly a critical failure. Uh, it made about $15 million domestically compared to its $30 million budget. Yeah, that's not great. Uh, so needless to say, after this release, any studio was really weary of making a comic book movie adaptation, especially if it involved a- actors in some kind of animal suit. 
This meant that when Gary Proper, a surfer dude and road manager uh, for some comedian, discovered the comic book Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and subsequently became obsessed with the idea of making it into a movie, things were already off to a bit of a rocky start. He teamed up with producer Kim Dawson and they pursued every Hollywood studio only to be told, are you guys out of your minds? No one wanted to make a comic book movie and Batman was still about a year away. Bobby Kerbick, their screenwriter, was writing a movie for a Hong Kong-based studio called Golden Harvest, and over the course of about three to four months, he was able to convince uh, studio executive Tom Gray to give the Turtles a shot. I always gotta give the Turtles a shot. So they were able to get Fox on board for a time at least to distribute the movie, and uh, Jim Henson's Creature Shop to develop the suits and the animatronics and all the things that we know and love from the first Turtles movie today. Things started to get on track. The script came together, obviously not without issue, but things were going along smoothly for a while until it didn't. Here is a quote from their director, Steve Barron. I almost said Steve Bannon. It, I know, I had to do a double take. Different Steve. <laughs> yeah. So 10 days before we started shooting the film, we didn't have money to do it. We had a couple million dollars, we were about to be shut down at any moment as we were entering the film because no studio wanted to take it. We had a deal with Fox, but that had been thrown off the table because the head of distribution changed. So they were kind of fucked. Eventually they were able to plea with New Line Cinemas, then an independent small studio actually. Uh, they got them on board to distribute the film, as well as give them a little bit more money for the production. So financing was secured, and they were able to begin filming in July of 1989 in North Carolina. The turtle suits weighed 70 pounds, and filming in July, again in North Carolina, probably wasn't the coolest environment. The actors would suit up from toe to neck and they would glue the head onto the body so it was seamless. That's insane. Josh Pius, who played Raphael, said we would just freak out and if you would hear one of us go, Take the head off! Fucking take the head off! Take it off! Your blood was literally boiling. And then they would shoot compressed air in their faces. <laughs> like, imagine you're screaming inside this suit and then, boof! Wasn't that, like, what they did to POWs? This like, sounds... they put them in, like, horrendously hot, sweaty conditions with, like, little, like, metal buckets on their head. This sounds torturous. Yeah. Eventually, they made a little air-conditioned bubble that uh, we would go into, he continues, saying, The first thing we shot uh, might have been where you first see the turtles walking through the sewer and coming into where they live. That opening sequence took eight or nine hours. Things would break down. Those frustrations helped me to really find a way to physicalize Raphael's anger, his fury, the whole situation. I just used it to create this guy. That's amazing. That's because, great. And the film really does, it, it, it centers pretty decently around Raphael, I think. Yeah, like Raphael and Leonardo to a degree. Yeah, I mean, every turtle obviously gets their spotlight. Yeah, but no does. one gives a shit about Donatello. He carries a stick and... Michelangelo's great, but, like, beyond eating pizza... Michelangelo is a party dude. He's a party dude. Yeah, as as we all know. Yeah. Fuck, that is a great theme song. It really is. Yeah, I miss theme songs dun, that... Dun, I'm, dun, 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 dun. I'm derailing this for a bit. Yeah, go for it. But I miss theme songs that give you a concise summary of the plot and its characters in a really entertaining way. Yeah, it doesn't really happen anymore. Like, when you think of current popular theme songs like game of thrones for me is what immediately comes to mind it's epic it's yeah. great and when it i does... hear it i think of the show mm -hmm. but it doesn't explain anything it gives you a little bit of 
almost geographical information because it shows all the little shit on the map. Yeah. So there's that, but there's definitely no like Game of Thrones, Game of Game of Thrones. This is Jon Snow. He wiener, knows nothing. Wiener. Yeah. <laughs> it's <Daenerys>. ruined. <laughs> Lots of incest. Lots of wolves, wolves, wolf of wiener, wiener, wiener. Point being, there was a time when intro songs actually explained what you were about to watch. And I think Ninja Turtles was one of the best ones. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Like, you know, you know about the characters. You know what's going on. Everything is where it needs to be. It's catchy. And 30 years later, you remember it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's thoroughly good. Yeah. I have no idea where we left off. Um, okay. So after production wrapped in September, all the actors, with the exception of Josh Pius, were replaced with different voices. This included Corey Feldman, who would voice Donatello. Oh, Corey Feldman. This is, I think, around the time that uh, he was like busted for cocaine and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not exactly where I was going with that. Yeah. Uh, so the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie opened on March 30th, 1990. That's, uh, that was approximately this week. Appropriate. Yeah. With a $25 million opening weekend, breaking the box office records for a non-holiday release. The movie was number one for four consecutive weeks and earned a total worldwide gross of $201 million and some change against a budget of 3.5, sorry, $13.5 million. And that's not bad for a movie that all of the major studios wouldn't touch with a 10-foot weapon that who has the stick? Donatello. See, exactly. This is what I'm saying. No one gives a shit about Donatello because exactly. he's purple and he's got a stick. And if, hey, purple's great. What? It's a bow. Uh, yeah, it is definitely a bow staff, but it's a stick. Back up, Napoleon Dynamite. The major it's studios wouldn't touch it with a bow. Uh... They're making a Napoleon Dynamite sequel, I think. Wait, what? I don't know. I saw a poster. That could, let's, uh, I could be lying about this. Tally, do you have bow staff training? Yes. Yeah, that's. I was six. You're Napoleon Dynamite. Is it, hold it, wait, hold on. Is there a picture? Probably. Oh, I need to get on that. Okay, well, uh, if you check the Instagram for the podcast and there happens to be a picture of a little redheaded girl holding a stick, uh, that's Tally and her bow staff. So hopefully. There's no, there's no Napoleon Dynamite, too. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, well, Unless there is, but I don't know. Okay. Well, regardless, uh, Ninja Turtles are dope, and the movie was a movie. Uh, it wasn't a great movie. Ninja Turtles? <laughs> it was okay. I, I, I don't know how it did so well. Product of its times, I think. Yeah, it's one of those things that is really fantastic when you... I don't know. I liked Howard the Duck more. I'm throwing that out there. Wow, that is a hot take. I like Howard the Duck You're a lot. You're one of like eight people who liked that movie, and seven of those other people worked on the movie. I'm throwing this out there. How do okay. you... Okay, you have a very common last name. True. How do you feel about actresses with that last name in terms of being attracted to them? I'm fine with it. Okay. I I say that because Leah Thompson was the female lead in this movie. Yeah. And, whoa. Yeah. 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 Also, uh, I'm going to, like, keep this thread going. Okay. Uh, Are you familiar with Tessa Thompson? Yes. Yeah. Uh, She's been in Westworld, uh, Valkyrie, in um, Thor Ragnarok. She's also very good looking. Yeah. Exactly. We're probably not related. Would I check? Yes. (laughs) I would check. So, her, and uh, also Thor Ragnarok, well, Thor, Chris Hemsworth, they are confirmed to be working on a new Men in Black movie. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's why I said Men in Black earlier. 
What yeah. happened with the whole Men in Black crossover with 21 Jump Street? Yeah, what the fuck happened to that? That Where'd was that greenlit. Go? Man. Where's that? I don't know. You know what? More mm. on that next week. Suspicious. Because I'm very interested in what could come of that. But yeah, it's confirmed Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth are going to be the leads in a new Men and Women in Black. Spicy. And I'm really excited for that. I just want, just please give me like an end 20 second Will Smith cameo. A little bit That's of Tommy Lee. A little bit of Tommy Lee in there. Anything. Just give me give me something. Give me yeah. a little bit of that good stuff. The J and the K. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, fans of all ages, non, uh, non-gender binary folk, you're included too. It is now time to dive in to round three of Still Clinging On to Merch, Dino Madness. That's right, everybody. Round of 16. It's, uh, things are, things are heating up. All right, let's go. Let's Ooh. go. I'm excited. James right. Brontosaurus. <laughs> I don't think it's good. Okay. Uh, I haven't looked in a little bit, but it's give it it's to not me straight, good. Doc. <sighs> All right. In our first matchup, we have Ducky versus Agumon. I voted Agumon. I voted Agumon too. We're in the minority. Oh no! Ducky is defeating that. that and Agumon can digivolve. So, Tally, don't you raise your hand at that, Ducky? Really? Hey, so gross. You know what? Some of these Land Before Time people are going to be up against each other soon. Yeah. So. Good. Yeah. We'll see how long Ducky lasts Lego next week. Oh God! Okay. Against oh, I don't know if I, I don't know if I agree with this. Okay. So in our second matchup, we have a tight, tight match between the T Rex from Jurassic Park versus Reptar. I went Jurassic Park. I went Reptar. Jurassic you win. Park. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I hope he kicks Ducky's ass. Me too. So uh, Sharp Tooth versus BP Richfield. I thought about this one for a while, and I still went BP. Um, I don't remember what I went with this. Maybe Sharptooth, because I have not been a fan. I, I kind of want a little bit of vengeance against uh, what he did to the Dragon Zord in the first round. That was pretty vicious. And Sharptooth fucked him up. Oh, no. BP. Oh. Uh, so next up, we have the Toronto Raptor versus Green Yoshi. I had to think about this for a long time. This was tough. I think... I voted the Toronto Raptor. I definitely voted the Toronto Raptor. Only for the influence that it had on my childhood. I just feel... The Raptors were such a big thing for us. I've... Tally is currently playing Mario Kart and clearly voted Yoshi. And that's fair. That is I fair. I get it. It was a tough call. This was a, such a tough call. Both Yoshi of won, us, right? Oh, Yoshi, yeah. Yoshi won. Yeah, okay. But yeah, we were both in the minority in that one. I was really hoping... I mean... We base this off of basketball. This is a basketball dinosaur. Whatever. Yoshi. Yep. I mean, if he could have gone down to anyone, like you have, Yoshi is... You have to think that OG Yoshi is going to go to the final four. I He can find his way. Yeah. He can go the distance. Yeah, I went there. Yeah. Um. Next up. Okay. Uh, Earl St. Clair versus Baby St. Clair. I went Baby St. Clair, and I he think everyone did. No, that, was, that is our closest. Really? Yeah. Wow. That is our closest. 52 to 48. Yeah. For um, Baby Sinclair. Yeah. Baby Sinclair took that. Uh, that was a. Moggy voted Earl because she hates the baby. I get that, but she's stupid and wrong. She is. She's wrong in this instance. You're not willing to call her stupid. That's fine. I, I did. like living. Yeah. Well, sort of. Well, does um, she listen to the show? No. Excellent. <laughs> We're all Say safe. that so matter of factly. Yeah. Up next, we've got Bulbasaur versus Charmander. Charmander, for sure. Type advantage. Yeah. Fire beats grass. Pretty clear cut. And uh, except for 20% of you. Well, that's fair. Moving on, Rex from uh, Toy Story versus the Tyrannosaurus Dinosaur. 
I voted for the dinosaur. I don't remember where I w- went on this because yeah. I love the dinosaur. I know it's close. Rex is good. This was a fairly close one, but we're officially out of Zords. Wow, Rex took it. Rex took it. I mean, wow, that is surprising. Yeah. I think. Ah. Okay. Well. Uh, and this is it. Our final final matchup of this week this is the round of 16 we've had a lot of strong contenders in this a lot of people who you don't want to go up against other dinosaurs you don't want to go either oh no yeah is he gone yeah oh no james yeah you went before your time spike from the land before time oh my god you guys hate james brontosaurus he's gonna be representing the uh spike is the highest dinosaur on the list yeah i think we uh yeah he is he's stoned as fuck oh yeah yeah, he is going to be representing the uh, the Gondwana division. This is the first time I've actually mentioned the fact that we have conferences and divisions. There are conferences, there are divisions. They are all amusingly named. So this is the, uh, yeah, this is this will be the division finals next week. Oh, it'll be a interesting matchup. And then we'll go into conference, conference finals. And then, uh, yeah. And then the last round. Yep. Eight, four, two. That's uh, it's how numbers get, divide. It's going to get spicy. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Vote next week. Like and share. If you've got a dinosaur that you want to win. Yeah, get the word out there. Like, yeah. there, there have been a lot of people voting. Yeah, and just tell people tell people to vote for whoever you want. That's... Yeah. You know. Yeah, you bastards didn't vote for James Brontosaurus, so you're dead to us, but... But you know what? Your dinosaur <laughs> might still be in this. I don't even know who my favorite is at this point. I'm kind of afraid to like voice that on the uh, on the podcast. Everything I love is dead. That's kind of where we're at. Hey, speaking of which, oh god, should we? Uh, should oh, we yeah. bring that up? Speaking of things that we love that are dead, um, <laughs> that's such a good segue. I love it. That's great. No, we're rolling with it. Yeah. So Chris and I've talked about this. We've been doing this podcast for a few years now, since January of 2016. Yep, that's when we started it. That's when we started it. Two and a half years, roughly. It's been a while. It's been fun. Uh, but lately, it's it's been more work than fun. And I think for projects like these, like w- we know that we're not going to be the Joe Rogan podcast. We're not going to get to the point where we've got like 10 minutes of ads to read you and we can make a living on this thing. I would have liked to have got to the point where we could have gone to like a minor podcast festival, done a live show. Could be neat. And like maybe, maybe someday we come back to this and that's a thing. But I think, I I think I speak for both of us when I say we're kind of burnt out. We're, I mean, it's that we're also, we've talked about a lot of what we've wanted to talk about. We're running, we're flat out running out of 90s things to discuss yeah and there is more there but oh, of course we, we're constantly sort of just like checking our steps and seeing what we've what we've talked about what we haven't we've gone through previous episodes just to make sure that we're not rehashing exactly what we've said maybe a year before and yeah like i we're think just, we're, we're running on empty and i think we're leaving you in good hands like when we started doing this there was no real 90s podcast out there we, we were trying to fill a niche that just didn't really exist. Like there, there was, I think, one or two other shows that I wasn't a big fan of. Like I gave them a whirl just to make sure that we weren't you know, doing something that was already really being well done. And there are lots of other options now. I think we've kind of helped to <laughs> create a, a whole genre. 
I'm not taking I'm not taking real ownership of that, but I think other people saw our show and realized, well, fuck, if they can do it, and those people were correct. That's something. Yeah, that's something, <laughs> maybe we've inspired people to uh, to take a listen to this podcast and figure, well, if they if they're making it work, we've got a shot. This is not our last episode. No, uh, we're, we are, we're finishing March. Dino we're finishing Madness. March Dino Madness. We're gonna try to tie things up. We've we still have a spreadsheet full of things that we haven't gone through yet, but going through it lately, there's certain things we've covered, certain things we don't need to cover, and yeah. And I think more than anything, we'd like to say thank you. Like, I didn't think we would get to this point. We have like six-digit total downloads. Oh, yeah, like, we've we've come... I, are we at like 150,000? Like, it's, it's bonkers. Yeah, and I think a lot of this we'll probably save for our actual last episode. Agreed, mm-hmm. but... If it weren't for you actually listening to this show, it wouldn't have lasted as long as it has. and it We wouldn't would have, have gone 10 episodes. And it wouldn't have been as fun as it was for as long as it was. Yeah, and it's still, like, it's still fun. It's just... I still, like, yeah. I've had a good time recording this week. It's just, there's a lot that goes into it, and it's becoming harder to do. We're getting busier. Like, you guys are married now. Yeah, that's pretty weird. Like, I'm getting to the point where I'm starting to see if homeownership is a thing that I can realistically do. Life's getting um, pretty real. I've got on a girlfriend. I don't know if I've even technically mentioned that on the podcast. That's true. Yeah. So, you know. Our bodies are changing. Yeah. And <laughs> there's hair where there used to not be <laughs> oh, hair. Oh, God. And on that note, as always, and at I least for just, now. we can. Do we need this part? No. Yeah. We don't. Check us out online. Yeah, whatever. We're there still. If you want. For now. We'll, we'll try to keep stuff up for a little <laughs> bit after our final episode, just, you know, so people can catch up and download. And I swear we'll to God, if our, numbers, if our numbers spike now because you fuckers start talking about us, I'm going to be so mad. It's, it's not feasible to continue too much longer than we are. We're going to finish off March Dino Madness. Maybe we'll do one or two episodes after that. And maybe, who knows? Maybe we'll, we'll put up a special every now and again. Yeah, like, that, that could happen. Like, it's not completely calling it quits but it's definitely not not calling it quits yeah and i think i think it'd be fun to like update you guys every now and again on just like what's going on in our lives i'm writing a book let's that's uh, a thing yeah maybe we'll come back every now and then you know progressing towards our 90s oh god stuck in the (laughs) 90s will be about us being geriatrics you've joked about that in the past i have we're rambling um for now the podcast is is now over yet wait what? Oh. I mean, like, you know, it's now over. Yeah, no, I was, like, I was talking about adult diapers. I know. Okay. We're, we'll be over in a few weeks. Yeah. Like, the clock is ticking. <laughs> That's so grim. <laughs>